This is Jamie Andelin, and you're listening to my podcast, Your Turned On Desire. Hey friend, before we start, if you would like to continue to hear more free content about sex and intimacy, then please leave a positive review for this podcast. I promise no matter what, you'll keep getting this content for free, but it encourages me to keep going and creating better and better content when I hear from you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being here. Hi. So I was someone who was struggling in my sex life, and it was one of the only things my husband and I would argue about. He felt frustrated. I felt guilty. Some people find success when they ask themselves, how can I make my sex life better? How do I do it? But I'm someone who learns better from doing the opposite. I look at what I'm currently doing that is contributing to my sex life being a struggle and ask myself, how do I do the opposite of this? So instead of how do I make it better, I ask, how do I keep ruining it? And then answer the question and then do the opposite. I'll explain this throughout the episode so that you can understand it better. And as I'm explaining this concept to you, I would like to talk about four ways that I personally ruined my sex life. The first way was not listening to my spouse about what he might be right about me. Not being open to my spouse's feedback. He would say something like, I feel like you don't love me. I feel like you're not attracted to me. I And I ruined my sex life by saying, that's not true. I love you very much. And then trying to prove it by having obligation sex and then feeling horrible about it. What worked better was I asked myself, was there truth to what he was saying? Like, How is he right about me? Is it true that I don't love him and that I'm not attracted to him? Instead of trying to defend myself, I opened up to like what he might be right about. I realized it's not that I didn't love my husband, but I realized that there are different kinds of love. And he was right that I didn't have a lot of erotic sexual love. I had comfort love and I felt provided for and taken care of and I had the kind of love that makes you like get up every day and take care of the home and the family and go to work and that kind of stuff but I didn't have passion. He was right in that I didn't feel desire inside me and I didn't have much sexual feelings and interest to share with him. So to ruin my sex life I would dismiss what he was saying and try to prove him wrong. To make my sex life better, I would pause and ask myself where he might be right about me. And when I did this, I could see that there was truth to what he was saying to me. The second way I ruined my sex life was taking my husband's words literally. For an example, when my husband would say, I don't think we are having enough sex. I would like to have more sex. I ruined my sex life by believing these words. I took a lot of words my husband said literally instead of thinking what might be underneath this. What does he really mean? When I took his words literally, I tried to have more sex in the way he wanted because we all want our spouses to be happy and satisfied. And I would be less and less interested in sex when I did this and my desire would decrease. This kept me stuck. When I stopped taking his words literally and I asked myself what he really means by telling me we need to have more sex or he wants more sex, I realized he really meant, I want to feel desired by you. 
Having sex every now and then and always wondering if it's going to happen leaves me wondering if you desire me. I don't feel desired and feeling desired is important to me in a marriage. This is what he was really saying. I think a lot of people, maybe all people, want to feel physically and sexually desired by their spouse. They want to feel like their spouse wants to touch them. I believe this is fair. I realize that we all want to be physically attractive and desired, but we don't always want to do the work to show someone that we desire them and to do the work that cultivates desire so that we have true authentic desire inside of us. I always realized that focusing on having more sex, like believing these words that he kept saying, kept both of us from missing the mark, what was actually going on. We were missing what was really happening. The more I took his words literally, the more I was missing the real point to all of this. More sex didn't equal satisfaction because no matter how much sex I was having, he would still feel unsatisfied. And it's interesting because not wanting sex and then your husband saying, I would like more sex, that is so hard to do. And it really was setting me up for failure, believing these words, because I was already struggling finding the time and the energy and the desire to have the sex we were having. So to add in, we need to have more sex into this and believing those words was making me feel so stressed, so broken, so defeated. There was no way I was going to be able to do this. More sex didn't equal satisfaction because no matter how much sex I was having, he would still feel unsatisfied. And I realized that truly saying yes to sex and bringing my heart to sex and being present with him and really wanting to be there was so much more satisfying and really helped him believe that I desired him. When I was freely choosing to go to the place of sex with him, this feeling would last for days and things between us would feel very good, very connected. The conversations around not enoughness were dwindling. And if he ever did initiate a conversation about needing or wanting more sex, I would lean in and say, do you feel disconnected? Would you like to connect? And I would lean in and kiss him and he would say, thank you for kissing me. I like that. And from here, sometimes it would lead to sex and sometimes it wouldn't, but it always led to what was re- what he really wanted to feel desired, to feel connected. So to make my sex life better, now when my husband is saying he needs or wants something, I don't take it literally. I ask myself, what is the feeling he is going for? Because that's what I learned he was actually saying to me when he said he wanted more sex. He was going for a feeling. Everything we want in life is for a feeling that we will get to feel. Someone wanting a million dollars is actually someone wanting to feel safe and abundant. And they think a million dollars is going to give them that feeling. And it will. And it might. But sometimes we don't have the skill of asking ourselves why we want something. And then we definitely aren't asking why our people want what they want. And if we're not, if we don't have the skill to ask why we want something, what is the feeling, the need that we're needing to meet with this thing on the outside of us that we think is going to give us what we need to feel, then our sex lives are going to be really frustrating. We're going to go around and around in circles. So I like to ask myself why up to five times to get to the real answer. And here's an example. Jamie, what do you want? I want a baby blue Porsche. Oh yeah, Jamie, why is that? Because it would be fun to drive. 
Why would it be fun? I imagine driving it along the beach with the top down and it's warm and the music is blasting. Jimmy, why do you want to do that? It would make me feel warm, playful, and free. When my husband is sharing with me what he is saying he wants, I'm listening for what he really wants underneath. What's the feeling he is going after? And this helped me to stop taking his words literally and letting this ruin my sex life. This skill of being able to listen for what he is really expressing, what he really wants, what's the feeling he's going for, is what made my sex life better. The third way I ruined my sex life was by thinking for my husband and deciding for him. What I mean by this is I would decide for him what he might think, what he might think about me, and from there I would make decisions to try to control his perception of me or to control a a certain outcome. An example of this was I would know something about myself like intercourse isn't that interesting to me, but then I would say to myself, I can't share this with my husband because he thinks the ultimate goal of sex is intercourse. And if he doesn't have intercourse and have an orgasm, then he won't be on board with my idea of sex not being interesting. So this was me thinking for him and deciding for him and then choosing to not share with him my ideas based off of what I thought he would think and say and how he would respond. So was I right about what he thought? Maybe. But the important thing that stood out to me was that whether I was right or not about what he thought, that's not what mattered. The important thing was that I let my husband think and speak for himself. What made my sex life better was noticing I thought something or had a preference and noticing what I thought he would think or say about what I was sharing and then getting out of his business and letting him think and speak for himself. I remember when I decided to let my husband think and speak for himself, and I decided to start sharing things with him that I thought, and one of those was that I didn't like intercourse that much. And when I shared this with him, he was very sad, and he didn't have the same experience as me or idea or opinion. And he said that this information I was sharing with him hurt his feelings. But, and I kind of assumed that this is what he would say. That's why it took me so long to actually tell him, because I kept thinking about what he might think, and I kept deciding for him what he might do and how he might respond. But I let him think and say what he wanted to say, and I held space for his experience, and I also held space for my experience too and my opinions too. And this opened the door to much more honest and much more useful conversations instead of avoiding conversations because I knew what he was going to say. I made my sex life better by letting my husband say it, even if I knew what he was going to say. Even if I had previously decided this is what he's going to say and this is how he's going to respond. This is going to be so bad. I would still think I would still say, well, maybe that's true, but it's up to him to say it and to respond. I'm going to give him the freedom to do what he wants. Other times I would think I knew what he was going to say and I would be wrong. And I would actually be surprised and very happy that I was wrong and happy I didn't decide for him and then not go forward with a conversation because I decided for him. An example of this is when I wanted to go on a vacation to Disneyland with the kids and I had decided for him that he wasn't going to want to go. And so I avoided this conversation for a long time because I avoided his discomfort. And then one day I decided to just let him tell me he didn't want to go. 
And I was prepared for him to say it wasn't going to happen. And when I came to him with the Disneyland vacation idea and my desire, he said that if I planned it, he would like to go. So I planned the vacation and we went. And afterwards, he said it was the best family vacation we had ever been on. The skill of letting my husband think for himself and respond for himself made my intimate life with him so much better. When I was deciding for him and thinking for him and trying to control an outcome and avoiding conversations because I decided how he was going to think and feel, and then I was afraid to like let him think and feel those things, that ruined my sex life. The fourth way I ruined my sex life was I listened to inexperienced people and I took their advice. I did what they said to do. People, and some of these people were people who didn't like sex or they didn't have the relationship that I actually wanted in my marriage or they were therapists or professionals who hadn't been through the same struggles as me or parents or in-laws who weren't exactly happy in their sex lives, listening to all these people and actually taking their advice really ruined my sex life. I really ruined my sex life by listening to therapists who hadn't been through what I was going through. They told me to just appease my husband. They told me, what's the big idea? Just have sex and move on. I know there are better therapists nowadays who have a much better understanding and much better advice and support but I never found someone professionally who had been through what I was going through and could understand the heartache and the struggle and actually give me skills and tools that would improve the quality of my life. I couldn't find anyone who was like, really felt like they were speaking to my soul and speaking to my heart and could teach me to be my own sexual authority. I tried to listen to the therapist tell me to just move on and get sex over with to keep him happy And this really ruined my sex life. And it ruined the quality of my life. Because I was still left wondering why my sex life bothered me so much. I thought something was wrong with me. Because there were other women who didn't love sex. But it didn't seem to bother them as much as it did me. I kept listening to these women. They would say things like, Well, my husband likes sex so much more than me. But I don't really care. We aren't having sex. And that's just the way it's going to be. They didn't seem bothered by this like I was. I didn't want to dislike sex. If anyone was going to change, I wanted it to be me. My sex life bothered me so much because I was denying myself something that I wanted. The other women who weren't bothered by not liking sex, they didn't really want to like sex, so they weren't bothered by it. But I wanted a good sex life. I wanted sex to be fun and good and pleasurable to me. I wanted to look forward to sex and not avoid it. But there weren't people around me who felt the same way as I did. So I ruined my sex life even more by listening to these people. I ruined my sex life by listening to the advice from people who didn't have a good marriage. There were three people, three women that I considered friends who I confided in with my sex struggles. And they were giving me advice about how I could change things And I also found out that they were each having emotional affairs with other men who were not their husbands. I didn't want to be in an affair, but I was taking advice from women who didn't really know how to strengthen the intimacy in their marriage, obviously. 
They seemed to know what I should do and so freely gave me advice and told me what I should do and not do, but they themselves were not experiencing what I truly wanted in my marriage. I ruined my sex life by listening to people who didn't have what I wanted, were experiencing the opposite of what I wanted. I made my sex life better by looking around and finding people who had what I wanted And then I watched them. I watched what they were doing. There was one person in my life, not really a friend, but someone I watched and who there was just something about her that I admired. And I would ask myself, what was something she would do that could ruin her sex life with her husband? Because in my mind, I had imagined that they had a really great intimate sex life. I was watching how she interacted with her husband. I was watching how they were together. And they seemed to be really close. They had a special closeness. And I would just ask, like, what are some things that she could do that might ruin her relationship? And I would list those things that I imagined she could do that would ruin her closeness with her husband. And I did the opposite of those. Then I realized I could do this with the women who didn't have what I wanted. I did the opposite of what they were telling me to do and what I watched them do. And this is what made my sex life better. It ruined my sex life to follow the advice of people who didn't have what I wanted, and it made my sex life better to do the opposite of what they were doing and to listen to people and watch people who had what I wanted. It wasn't like I had to necessarily have a straight-up conversation with these people and imagining they had what I wanted, but I would imagine in my mind what something they would do that would ruin their sex life. Are they... I don't think they're doing the things that these other women are doing. These other women are ruining their intimate lives. They're struggling and they're not making it better. So would this person I admire do these things or they do the opposite of them? And then as I got better at this, I, w- I didn't always have to think about somebody I admired or I didn't have to look for evidence from other people and follow what they were doing because I myself had evidence that I knew how to make my sex life better because my sex life was better. So once I had that evidence, I had more confidence. And this really helped me. So if you're someone who is struggling in their sex life and you're asking yourself, how do I make my sex life better? How do I do it? I suggest looking at what you're currently doing that is contributing to your sex life being a struggle and then ask yourself, how do I do the opposite of this? An example of this might be, Instead of asking, how can I have great sex? Ask yourself, how do I have bad sex? Answer this question for yourself and then start looking at what the opposite of the answers might be. It might look like this. How do I have bad sex? Well, I know that putting a lot of pressure on myself to make intercourse the goal makes sex feel uninteresting to me. So the opposite of this would be stop making intercourse the goal. Another example would be, how do I have a bad sex life? Like, how do I have bad sex? Well, I know that when I feel pressure from myself and my husband to climax or have an orgasm, this makes sex bad for me. Okay, so then the opposite of this would be, don't make orgasm or climaxing the goal. So now we have two things to work on. Don't make intercourse the goal and don't make climaxing or orgasm the goal. Let's do another one real quick. I asked myself, how can I keep having a bad sex life? My answer is, I can argue with my husband about not having enough sex. And what would be the opposite of this? 
not arguing with my husband about the amount of sex we should or should not be having, not focusing on a number. Having a better sex life doesn't take a really smart person. It can simply mean looking at what ruins sex lives and then doing the opposite of that. Sometimes I think of someone that I admire, like I told you, who has what I have and I ask myself, how would they ruin their sex life? What might they do to screw up their intimate life? And then I write down what they would do to ruin it and I do the opposite of that. It can be that simple. Also, after you experience success and you are actually creating a peaceful, fun, good sex life, you will have the evidence that what you're doing does create a better sex life. Gotta have the evidence first in order for yourself to feel confident, in order for yourself to know that it works. So we gotta take action. We gotta actually try stuff. We gotta actually do the things. So we can ask ourselves these questions and we can think about them in our heads. But until we actually take the actions and actually try things out, we won't have the evidence. Having the evidence is everything. Thanks for listening today. If you want to learn more about how I was part of the problem of my sex life being a struggle, I suggest listening to episode 47 called When I Realized I Was Part of the Problem or episode 45, which is called I Sucked at Sex and Then Got Better.